0: Joining us now is TVNZ U.S. correspondent Anna Burns Francis. We're going to talk about Kamala Harris, too, and her speech and her record-breaking existence now as the first woman and the first person of color to become the vice president-elect. But Anna Burns Francis, exactly where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Washington DC. Just returned from being outside the White House and about to head off to Black Lives Matter Plaza. But there's a, there is a, one particular pop tune they play quite frequently down there. So I thought it might be safer to stay in my hotel room to talk to you before heading down there, just in case we had to beat some expletives <laughs> uh, regularly during the cross. Good, good, uh, good move. Uh, what's the atmosphere? How would you describe the atmosphere that you've obviously been wandering around uh, the streets um, observing yeah, over there? I mean, So, you know, um, I imagine it's a little bit like how New Zealanders felt going to their first concert or their first sports game after coronavirus restrictions lifted and you were all allowed out again without masks on, except that we all still wear masks here. But everyone was just out and about, enjoying each other's company. It was a beautiful, warm day here in Washington. So, of course, as soon as that news broke, within five minutes, that Mm. plaza, which is busy all the time anyway, was flooded with Thousands of people all gathered with loudspeakers and music and flags, and everyone was in a great mood and being careful and mindful of each other and watching out where they were standing and stepping and trying to maintain a bit of distance. It was pretty crowded, not a lot of distancing going on, but yeah, just an electric atmosphere around town today, and it's only grown as as the day's gone on. They've been down there partying for nine hours, nine and a bit hours now. I'd say yep. it's going to go well into the night. Well, for the last few days we've seen things sitting on a knife edge, so. It- just to just to backtrack, what what were the final sort of events that happened that led to the networks making the decision that he was the president? Yeah, so I mean. We've been able to see, and if you've looked at all the figures, you've had an idea about how things are going to look, that Joe Biden is in the lead in those key states that, we were, that were approaching their final counts. That was Nevada, Arizona, Georgia and Pennsylvania. But the issue is not just being 60,000 votes ahead or 30,000 votes ahead, because this, the population of America is enormous. We're talking hundreds of millions of people. And so that's a tiny, tiny margin. And when you actually looked at the percentages, Joe Biden wasn't winning by enough when you compared it to the number of votes that were still to go. And although they could predict sort of where those votes were going, they needed to get to that tipping point, really, where there weren't enough votes left for it to swing back to Donald Trump's favour. Because, of course, we were waiting on two things. Military votes, which in the past tended to favour Republicans, and to an extent did this time in some areas, but not as much as we thought and also early mail-in ballots that came in on Election Day or before Election Day but weren't allowed to be opened and counted until after Election Day in some areas. So that really slowed down the count, and and we weren't quite sure, particularly with the huge volume because of coronavirus this year and Donald Trump encouraging none of his supporters to use mail-in voting, but Democrats saying, use mail-in voting, use it, that that really meant we weren't quite sure, compared to other elections, how things would tip out until Pennsylvania this morning at about 11.30 a.m. They got the final 3,000 votes, and that was enough to say there's no way that whatever is left could come back with enough room for Donald Trump to flip Pennsylvania back. 20 electoral votes, it was all Joe Bidens. What has Trump been doing? We understand that he was golfing and that there were chants of of loser, loser, loser from Biden-Harris supporters outside the White House. What can you tell us? Yeah, well, he wouldn't have heard those for much of the day because he was out golfing in Virginia. That's just the state over from uh, D.C. And so he spent most of the day there, most of the afternoon. He did come back to town uh, at around 4 o'clock, I think it was. And he certainly, his motorcade would have gone through those crowds of protesters at some point, and they absolutely would have known who was passing them by as well. And he would have most undoubtedly can hear the cries and the calls from the lawn uh, outside the fence that they've erected on the lawn, which leads to Black Lives Matter Plaza now. So he'll be fully aware of all the protests, because we also know that Donald Trump has been watching TV, because we've seen him tweeting before he went golfing today, and he seemed to know about the number of votes that were still to go, even though the networks hadn't called it at that point. So we know he's been on... He's still claiming that Joe Biden can't possibly be the president and that the election isn't over. Well, according to everybody else, it is. So what happens then over the course of the next few days, do you think? Well, so let's not forget that this is the network's casting a projection that they have assessed and they've all got big uh, desks, reporting desks, and they all work independently. So CNN's called it independently of MSNBC, of Fox of AP. They've all done their own projections and everybody's in agreement here that this is the way forward. Joe Biden is the next president and of course the Biden team as well have looked at the numbers and said this cannot possibly go any other way except for us to be the winners. But there are these legal cases that Donald Trump will try and take. Uh, We know he's short on funds so that will be a big determining factor in how far these cases go. We also know that if he wants to take them a certain distance, there has to be a line drawn in the sand where his team can prove that taking these court cases would change the outcome of the election, and we haven't seen any of those cases filed yet that would change the outcome. You can't just say moving 50 votes in Georgia is going to mean I have a path to the White House, and with all of those four states, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, and Pennsylvania going the way that they have, you need a remarkable flip of more than one state for Donald Trump to be able to claw his way back, it's not going to happen. There's only been three occasions when a recount in itself has been able to change the result. Fantastic. Uh, Interesting days ahead. Have you had any sleep? A little bit. I'm good (laughs) at napping. (laughs) The cat nap. (laughs) Anna Burns-Francis, TVNZ, US correspondent. Thank you so much for your time, as always. We'll talk again soon.